0: This is the Social Geek Radio Network. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Rockstar. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing co Abbey. Today, get ready for an all-new format. An all-new social geek starts now. Today's Rockstar panel includes Michael Lehman from the International Franchise Association, Kristen Pahacek from Massage Lux, and Abby Fulbo from Unleashed Brands. They're sharing the latest trends in franchising and what you should know for the rest of 2022 and into 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by ServiceMinders, Digital HR powered by Exults, Consumer Fusion. And the panel joins us right after this word from our newest sponsor, Hughes. Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com/slash franchise. Welcome back to the first rockstar panel in franchising. Today's panel includes Michael Lehman from the IFA, Kristen Pahacek from Massage Lux, and Abby Fogle from Unleashed brands. Welcome, everybody, to the first edition of Social Geek Rockstars. Today, we're talking about what's happening on Main Street and what franchisees and potential franchisees are looking for, what they should prepare for here at the end of 2022. Mike, let's start with you. It's September of a midterm election year. What do small business owners and franchise systems need to think about for the remainder of this year?
1: Jack, I think we all know the big issues that Franchise businesses are facing uh, right now as they still recover from lockdowns and COVID protocols of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, top among these would be, you know, the labor shortage. Everybody wants to find workers. We ran a survey of franchisees earlier this year that showed not only is it a, a big problem experienced by the vast majority of franchise. Systems, but four out of five franchise brands uh, say they are not growing the way they would like because they cannot find the people due to labor shortages. And then the other big issue, you know, is inflation. Uh, not, we're about to release a survey of franchisees that showed 90% of franchisees are not just experiencing uh, high prices for goods and services, but they have raised their prices to combat the cost of increases that they're experiencing. So uh, there's a, there's a lot of headwinds. I think at the same time, there's a very encouraging dynamic franchise business review captured this earlier in the year, 88% of franchisees say they are happy in their current franchise brand systems, the highest they've ever recorded. So coming out of pen, the pandemic, coming out of all of these, um, challenges. There's so much good and, uh, you know, just happiness and and good stuff coming out of the uh, the franchise system.
0: That's an amazing number. I don't think we can get 88% of Americans to agree on anything right now. So uh, for franchisees to have some level of satisfaction is far beyond any other people in any type of business model that I know of. I want to talk a little bit about this labor shortage that that has dominated the news for the past couple of months. Kristen Pahacek of Massage Lux, what are you seeing when it comes to labor issues and staffing issues at your spas and studios across the country?
2: Yeah, I will quote a conversation with Massage Lux CEO Mark Otter. I have to give him credit for it, um, but it really certainly rang true in our conversation. Labor is a limited resource, but it's not a limiting resource. Mm. Yes. So, so you're it's finding tough- ways
0: around uh, labor shortages and, and, and filling the void where, where needed.
2: Yeah, listen, it's tough. It's tough to hold on to people and it's tough to attract, um, you know, culture and and good talent. But um, franchisees are coming together and rallying in order to take a good look at their benefits, their culture, the way that they market job opportunities. They're forced to make decisions that they haven't had to make in the past, but in doing so have found that when they go about it the right way, um, the labor isn't as tough as what the general public thinks it is. It's it's the franchisees that really put their, um, you know, their work in and and really create an environment that people like to work in that flourish.
0: That's great to hear, Abby Fogle from Unleash Brands. Um, similar experience with your multiple brands that you're dealing with, or is there some variation there too?
3: Yeah, I would echo what Kristen said, just as far as individuals and brands, re-looking at the jobs and the offerings for their employees. I know at Urban Air Adventure Park specifically, the last couple of months in our monthly town halls with franchisees, we have been really focused on culture and culture within the parks and building great culture, um, investing in your employees, helping them grow, helping develop them so they want to stay and grow with you. And so I think some of those things um, outside of just pay have become even more important. And we have started to incorporate those things with our monthly franchisees call. So we are putting the importance on them. So our franchisees also see how important that culture is in their individual businesses.
0: That's great to hear too, that uh, culture is beating out pay, at least at the franchisee level. I don't know if we're going to see that at at other types of businesses as well. Mike, I want to come back to you to talk a little bit about um, what I think we all perceive as just a threat right now, and we're not really sure how it's going to affect the rest of the country or at least the other 49 States, but what on earth is happening in California?
1: The biggest issue nationwide that we've been uh, facing uh, for 2022, as you alluded to Jack is this so-called fast recovery act out in California. It's it's an effort driven very boldly by organized labor um, to first criticize the counter service restaurant uh, community and then pass this bill that originally would have really given them uh, a couple steps forward in unionizing that uh, entire community in California against its will, really. Um, It had a joint employer, uh, an automatic joint employment liability provision that would have just Uh, immediately made franchise brands liable for their California restaurant operators. And then it had a second provision to allow a council of bureaucrats, charming as it may have been, to decide what wages and benefits uh, some uh, restaurant uh, operators in California ought to be uh, paying their people. So Look, we're right at the uh, the goal line of this issue, and it's uh, it's not been a great uh, outcome. We did have a big win in removing the joint employer liability piece, that first half of the bill I referenced, mm-hmm. but the bottom line of this bill is that it still puts an unelected government panel in charge of private, running private restaurants, uh, in many cases Um in California. And this council is going to have some enforcement ability that we're still wrapping our brains around. So certainly a test case. We're concerned about this issue proliferating to other states in the future and to other uh, business lines within franchising, but certainly been a big deal in
0: Sacramento. Definitely something we need to be on the lookout for. Kristen, anything else uh, sort of on your uh, or In your crystal ball that you're looking out for, maybe sharing with your franchisees and your team members that they need to be watching for throughout the rest of this year, maybe into 2023, anything really kind of jump up as a threat?
2: Yeah, for us, um, of course, we're keeping an eye on what's happening in California, and we want to protect the greatness of franchising and entrepreneurship, so that's on our radar. But um, as we look to the states and all the growth and development that we have ahead of us, one of the things that we're really focused on is decreasing um, the construction costs that come along with building out our locations. And I think if you're in the franchising space, you've seen those increases and Pretty much every item 19 that I've looked at um, <laughs> over the past year has really increased that initial estimated investment higher due to those rising construction costs. So um, making sure that we're educating our prospects on the changes in that space. And in some cases, prospects that have been in the system for a long time and have looked at past FDDs and now we're looking at the newer FDD and really questioning um, the increases in where they're coming from. So it's something we're focused on and looking to improve on, um, as I'm sure many others are as well.
0: Abby, I'll throw the same question over to you. I would assume with, with some of those fantastic spaces that, uh, that, that several of your brands have, I, I would assume that that's, that's something that uh, everybody needs to watch as well.
3: Yeah, definitely, Jack. As we redid our, you know, FEDs for this year, looking at the 2021 numbers, um, the rising costs of building locations has certainly risen. That's something that our recruiters have had to, you know, talk with their candidates about and explain that. And so, I would say just looking at the rest of the year and talking to your franchisees as we're, you know, heading into this kind of economic uncertainty, is now is not the time to back down on your marketing. Everyone still needs to keep their foot on the pedal as far as local marketing programs, reaching new customers, and keep keep that going because you can't you can't slow that down now? Um, otherwise, you'll be paying for it.
0: Yeah, and I think it's an interesting time, too, when some of your competitors out there, either franchised or not, might decide, this is where we're going to save some money. We're not going to market our services anymore. and We're not going to advertise. We're going to save money there. That could be the best time on earth to reach out and, and really continue to build the great brands that you guys have built. Um, Let's turn the coin and not talk about doom and gloom. Let's talk about all the, all the great uh, opportunities out there, Abby, any other um, big opportunities that you see for business owners? Is it, is it more of the same sort of the same type of growth or is it, is it expanding into multiple units or multiple brands? What, what kind of uh, increased activity do you see?
3: Jackie, you teed me up perfectly there. You didn't even <laughs> know what my answer was, but you teed me up so nicely. So I appreciate that. Um, what we're really seeing and what we're talking to our franchisees about is becoming multi-unit, multi-brand owners. And so if you talk to Josh Wall recently um, of Unleashed Brands, he calls those mumbos. And so in franchising, multi-unit has been around for quite some time. Um, successful operators who were able to establish themselves with one unit and be successful have gone on to own two, three, and so on. And so um, that has been around for quite some time, but I think now we are definitely starting to see more entrepreneurs diversifying their portfolios with additional brands. And obviously with having six brands under the Unleashed Brands platform, we are very focused on helping our franchisees diversify within the youth enrichment category. And so I think we're going to continue to see more of that, not just with Unleash Brands, but as a whole, I'm seeing more franchisees, even the leads that we're getting in, you know, to our platform are multi-unit franchisees of other well-established brands out there. And I think that, you know, people are looking to diversify beyond one singular franchise brand.
0: Kristen, are you seeing that same diversification people who maybe uh, were franchising or had other types of business ownerships in other areas and other sectors coming into your space? What does that look like these days?
2: Yeah, I think that the entrepreneurs and franchise owners learned a valuable lesson throughout um, the pandemic in that you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because of that, there's some diversification strategies happening. I think the other thing to just keep our eye on is we're in such an uncertain economic time and it's easy for us to hear the news, read the news and get really scared as um, people who are trying to grow their brands, right? But there are there's evidence and there are examples in real life that have played out that during recessions or economic uncertainties, the interest in franchising increases, right? People don't like the uncertainty of clocking in on a nine to five and, or perhaps they don't get to clock in on a nine to five anymore. And they're looking for a little bit more control over their destiny and their future. And they're ready to turn to something that allows them to have that control. So Um, You know, I I don't want to go into a recession and I don't want to have economic downturn, but I think it's important that if that does occur, we understand that um, to Abby's point, just as it relates to consumer marketing, it's not time to put our um, foot off of the gas pedal, it's time to push down the gas pedal and really push for that development.
0: Back in a moment after this word from Digital HR, powered by Exults. In today's market, there's a surplus of open positions all vying for the attention of top talent, but developing a consistent, effective recruiting strategy is a challenge, even with an in-house human resources department. The Digital HR team will put together a customized game plan based on the job requirements and the number of candidates you need. Tactics include website enhancements and ATS integrations on-site content optimization, digital press releases, social and search ads, and more. Learn more now at digitalhr.com. Consumer Fusion helps franchises attract customers online with their AI-powered reputation platform. With more than 70,000 illegitimate negative reviews removed, Consumer Fusion allows franchise brands to maximize their digital footprint with reputation management, local SEO, and social media, including automated owner's responses and integrated review generation tools. Get started with a one-month free pilot and learn why brands trust Consumer Fusion with their online reputation. Visit ConsumerFusion.com slash pilot. Consumer Fusion, keeping reviews honest. Let's talk a little bit about the marketing and development, uh, both with Kristen and Abby, what's really working right now, as far as franchise development, marketing, finding new candidates in maybe some new channels or are some of the traditional channels you've been using for years, are those still working really well? Abby, uh, let's start with you. Anything really working great right now to find great candidates?
3: Yeah. So interesting question. I think that um, franchise marketers in the lead generation space are still very much in a a budget adjustment, refinement. I think we were all in a, a period of where like digital marketing was it for a little bit and people were really finding a lot of success for that. And you could be doing digital marketing and doing it well. And so I think since that, and obviously with all the changes daily from every social media platform Franchise marketers have really had to adjust the strategy and continue adjusting. And so I don't think there's one silver bullet out there. I think that those that are doing lead generation are trying various different things. And so for us, we are utilizing partners who have different audiences that we can tap into to get our message to different audiences. Um, so I would say partners, obviously, you know, we are listed on various different portals that are working for, you know, top of funnel, just discovery, mm-hmm. brand awareness. Um, we are doing digital marketing. So that is still a key component for us as well, which we are getting leads that way. Um, we're trying a couple of different things as far as franchise webinars getting leads um, to learn about our brands that way. We've been to a couple of trade shows this year, but um, I think the franchise lead generation marketing strategy over the last couple of years has very much diversified and it's not just one singular thing anymore. And there's various different channels and partners that you need to have to really make it all work. At least that's what we're seeing on our end.
0: Yeah. I see it too. I, I look at the growth of your category and definitely unleashed being the leader in that category. Um, two or three years ago, did we even use the word platform? I, I guess right. there were. I guess there were other platforms. There were there were multi brand companies that we called parent companies or something like that. But but now it's it's just everywhere and every week on. On the franchise news podcast, every week we I, I talk about new brands joining one of the one of the great platform companies. So, um, do you see that continuing as well, uh, Abby? With more companies just just acquiring more brands under under one roof?
3: Yeah, there's definitely synergies to be had there. I mean, that's what we're experiencing as well at Unleash Brands. We serve you know mom as the customer and kid as the user, and so we're mm-hmm. focused on a very niche industry where there are definitely other portfolios and platforms out there that are um, a little bit wider and the companies they're acquiring with various industries where we're very much focused on organizing just one industry. But I do think that we will continue to see this consolidation of brands um, and the sharing of resources is the main thing and helping um, brands reach their goals. And everyone in this podcast uh, probably knows that you Not know, only 16% of uh, franchises only uh, reach 100 units. And so wow. we all know that that's a milestone that is hard to reach as a franchisor. And so the sharing of resources, the synergies, the team members, I think we will continue to see that.
0: Excellent. Kristen, uh, you guys have had some amazing growth over the past year. Uh, what do you see working when it comes to marketing, reaching new candidates, um, uh, reaching back out to other candidates? What's really working these days?
2: Yeah. Abby hit the nail on the head. It's casting a wide net. Again, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You kind of got to be everywhere because some things are going to be instant gratification and some things that you're doing, they're going to take longer to build. For example, it's easy to get that quick Facebook lead. Now the quality of that Facebook lead, it's a volume game, right? Um, But you're getting that instant gratification. Whereas when you're building out a content strategy, a social media strategy, you're doing print, you're out, Um, you know, in the franchise community, talking about your opportunity, those leads take longer to come to fruition. Now they're higher quality and they're better leads, but you got to play both sides of the fence and do a little bit of everything in order to pull together a strong strategy. The other thing that we're putting a strong emphasis on is our CRM, specifically through email marketing, right? And just making sure that all of the leads that have come in through the past couple of years that may have decided, the timing wasn't right or may have been turned away or whatever that might be, right, that we're continuing to engage and re-engage those folks who have looked at us in the past um, to see if now is a better time for them.
0: You know, that's an interesting idea that um, typically we would think something that's two years old or three years old, oh my gosh, that is so old. Why even bother with, with that lead? Somebody leaned in three years ago and, and requested some information or had a conversation. But the last two or three years have been very different than any other time in, in yep. any of our lifetimes. So, so yeah, that is a, a sort of a, maybe even it's low-hanging fruit, right, uh, that, that a lot of people probably aren't looking at right now.
2: Yeah. Most of the reason um, for somebody not deciding to go with a franchise outside of finding a different franchise is that the timing's not right, right? Oh, it's, yeah. just, it's not a good time right now. And what could yeah. that be? A and and timing really was happened.
0: terrible for a lot of people on a lot of yeah. levels uh, from 2020 and 2021.
2: You're so right. You're so right. You got to take advantage of those folks who have given you their info.
0: Very good. Uh, before we get wrapped up and, and uh, you know, kind of see what else is happening for the rest of this year. Michael, I wanted to come back to you and chat a little bit about the Leadership Summit and most importantly, the Franchise Action Network Annual Meeting, which is coming up really soon. It's, uh, it's happening the 19th, 20th and 21st of September in Washington, D.C. with the International Franchise Association. Anything um, we should be preparing for now or maybe some conversations we should start having with our teams before we get there and chat with the IFA folks and all of the legislators that we, we hope to have good conversations with?
1: Well, Jack, uh, Abby and Krista are the real uh, franchise pros here. We are in the more imprecise business of marketing the entire franchise business model, (laughs) the whole community here at IFA. And so there's just a whole lot to sell in franchising. I mentioned the franchisee satisfaction uh, percentage right now, sky high, highest, you know, ever uh, that our friends at Franchise Business Review have recorded. I think we view the, the Franchise Action Network uh, meeting coming up in September is really the capstone to year one of this pro franchising open for opportunity campaign that uh, we've been running this year under Matt Haller's leadership. You know, we've been, uh, we, we worked with Oxford economics on a great research survey of uh, a survey of over 3,500 franchisees last year. And it just uh, shows uh, in a quantitative way, some of the qualitative things that we've—I think a lot of us have thought about franchising—but this really put um, you know some meat on the bones and some statistics to the narratives. You know, franchising uh, is small. Uh, Abby mentioned that 16% uh, on, only get uh, of systems only get don't even get to 100 units. Almost half of franchisors have 25, uh, locations or fewer. And, you know, beyond that, if you're a worker in franchising, I think we've all felt that franchising is a great workforce engine. Franchise businesses actually pay a premium than non-franchise businesses and, um, uh, employees in a franchise are often more upwardly mobile than, um, uh, employees in other lines of work and in other businesses. And no matter how hard you work, you're never going to own the Starbucks, but you right. can own the Dunkin' Donuts.
0: <laughs> right. And Absolutely. Yeah. Th-
1: that's what's uh, available in our in our community. And franchises are good neighbors. You know, 65% of franchisees give to local charities. And these this is the v- franchise value proposition that we're going to be educating lawmakers in Washington about. Um, when, uh, hundreds of our, uh, friends and members come to, come to DC really at a very heady time for franchising, because in addition to the FAST Act moving in California, um, you know, we're back in the era of joint employer. I think that's a phrase yeah. that your listeners know well, um, where we had a reprieve in the previous administration from a lot of these policies, we're back to where we were in the sort of 2014 to 2016 era where, you know, joint employer regulations are going to be coming out and they're not going to be good for franchising. What are they going to mean long-term? We're um, rallying all of our champions in D.C. and beyond to stick up for all the good in this model. And you can bet that uh, the Franchise uh, Action Network meeting in D.C. next month is going to be a big part of that.
0: Excellent. Mike, we will see you in D.C. September 19th through the 21st, if anyone has more questions about that or would like to register and join us, you can do so at franchise.org. And before we go, Kristen, if anyone would like to reach out to you with more questions or learn a little bit more about your brand, where can we send them?
2: You can go to MassageLux, lux
3: or find me on LinkedIn.
2: Excellent.
0: And finally, Abby, where can we reach you?
3: You can also find me on LinkedIn. If you are interested in learning more about Unleashed Brands, you can find us at unleashbrandsplatform.com.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much for your time, everyone, and we will see you in D.C. in a couple of weeks. Before we go, a quick word from ServiceMinder. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.